Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello, my beautiful friend. So today we are talking about increasing your client retention, enhancing the customer journey. And I think it's really important, especially in these times, because when it feels like the economy is slow or you know, we're hearing the word recession, things like that. And the beauty industry feels it first, right? And so we want to have ways to keep the clients that we have coming back, make sure they're coming back. I thought this was a great topic because I'm hearing a lot of beauty professionals saying that, you know, things are slowing down and they want to make sure their clients are coming back. You've probably heard the stat. This was from Harvard Business Review and it is five to 25 times more expensive. It costs you five to 25 times more to acquire a new client than to have an existing client, right? To market to an existing client. Also, this is another survey said, increasing your customer retention rates by 5% increases the profit by 25 to 95%. I mean, just think about that. You can increase the retention rates by 5%. You can increase your profits from 25 to 95%. That was another study saying. Another survey said the probability of selling to an existing client customer is 60 to 70%, while the probability of selling to a new prospect is five to 20%. So why is it that we focus so much on getting new clients instead of serving the existing ones? Well, it depends on the business model you have, right? The business model that you have, you can either have high volume, meaning if you are an esthetician, if you are a lash artist, your services are generally, I'm going to say lower end in the beauty compared to Botox, compared to hair extensions, compared to maybe a permanent makeup service. But you're seeing the clients more often, right? So you're seeing the clients for a lash fill every two weeks if they're coming back regularly. You're seeing a client for a facial every month, right? Especially if they're buying a bundle, where if you are a permanent makeup artist, or even you do brows, microblading artist, if you do scar camouflage, maybe even scalp, you're probably only seeing that client once a year, sometimes once every two years. So you might charge higher amount for them to come in the first time, but then you don't see them as often. So it depends on the business model for the beauty industry. And I serve a variety of different beauty professionals. So I like to kind of state that, but knowing that when you have existing clientele, since we focus all of our energy sometimes again on getting new clients, that existing clientele will refer you new clients. And it's all about the customer experience. Sometimes we focus so much on our skills and your work obviously needs to be good, but what is the overall experience when they come to you? So 
again, just knowing that on average existing clients, it's for the beauty industry, it's different for every industry, but for the beauty industry, it is usually about 24 to 40% of new clients that will return. And then we have a little bit of what we call attrition where we lose about 10% of our existing clients. That doesn't mean the service was bad. That means that maybe they moved away. Maybe they were on a budget. Maybe the service was bad and not that it was bad, but like it could have just been better. The overall experience could have been better, right? Like maybe they really like you and you feel like you have a great connection with them, but maybe they're holding back on what they really want to tell you, right? You know, I've had that happen. I went to a hairstylist and I really liked her, but I didn't feel like she was listening to me on what I wanted. And we would start talking and then I never got to tell her what I wanted. And then I didn't want to interrupt and the timing didn't seem right. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, I, I really want to tell her what I wanted. And then it just got to be where I felt like I couldn't express myself. So I ended up finding somebody else. So we want to really track that customer journey. And I'm going to break this down into the customer experience, like before, during, and after, right? Like I feel like that mapping out your customer experience before they ever come to you, like even when they visit your website, you know, the, do they get an immediate confirmation? Do they get a reminder email or text? Like all of that before, is really important. I'll, maybe I'll talk about that on another episode. Right now, I'm going to talk about the during and then even after the follow-up experience. So again, map out your customer journey. Really think about the customer experience. Really think about like even simple things and some things are out of your control, but it's really good to communicate it. For example, like parking. Is it easy to park? and find your location, you might need to say that. Like maybe that is not only on your website, but also in the confirmation email after they book, like the parking lot can be kind of crowded, allow yourself an extra five minutes to find a space, right? We're in a busy area, like make it upbeat. Don't make it like negative, right? But make it like, you know, but be honest, right? It's so important to set expectations because if they get there and it's not easy to find, I have a student, she was telling me about how there's not great signage and she can, people can't find her. And so they're already so frustrated by the time they get to her, right? We need to like prepare people, right? We need to let them know, maybe give them better instructions and directions. If you are, which a lot of beauty bosses and um, beauty professionals are, they're in like a location inside of another location, whether it's a salon suite, so, you know, the Sola suites, that type of thing, or maybe they are renting a room inside of a, a salon or whatever it is, like it might be harder for the person to find you. We need to make that clear and set those expectations. So the reason that's so important is because they're coming in and we're speaking mostly about your new clients now, right? Your new clients, they have a little anxiety. This is a new service for them and they might be a little bit unsure. And so we don't want them to be frustrated or kind of thrown off with that energy before they ever start, right? We want to make them feel at ease and at home and like really good vibes. And another thing is just take your phone and do a video. I know I preach all the time about video, but walk them through like a day in the life, right? Or like not only a day in your life, but like 
what a customer journey would be. And so this is a great way if you don't want to be on video just to use your cell phone and say like, here it is, we're parking, here it is, we're opening the door, this is what the lobby looks like, or this is, you know, walking down the hall to find my location, and here it is, and then this is, you know, just kind of walking through, this is what the room looks like, this is what my room looks like. A lot of times people like just take a picture of their room and then put that on social, and that's good, like something is better than nothing, but really the video just helps them feel at ease. And the great thing is don't expect them to have seen the video on your social media. If you can take that video and send that, like here's what to expect. And maybe the video is also you saying like, welcome, I'm so excited that you're gonna be here. And then this video you send to every new client, this is what you're going to expect. This is how we're preparing for your service. This is the you know lobby, that type of thing. All right, anyway, so you can do that of letting them know what to expect. Now, when they first come in, is there someone that greets them? Maybe if you are working inside of a salon, there's a receptionist there that says, hi, can I help you? What would be better is if you were there at the front to say, hi, you must be Judy, or hey, I'm April, are you here for your lash appointment? And then they're like, yeah, that's right. Hi, I'm such and such, right? Sometimes, even though it is normal to say, hi, can I help you? A lot of people feel like shy. Again, they're unsure and so they don't want to speak up and it just causes some unease in them to kind of say like, yeah, I'm here for the lash appointment or I'm here for my permanent makeup or whatever service they're having, right? I'm here for my facial, like they're a little unsure. So if you can be there to greet them and just set that tone right away, like you're smiling, you are like happy to see them versus like you're scrolling on your phone and then you like look up and then it almost feels like oh like they're here and they're taking away from the time that you could be on your phone right like it's a different energy and we've all listen i've been guilty of that scrolling on my phone when somebody walks in i've been guilty of all of these things i've been also in the other side of it right where i have went to see someone to have a beauty service and i feel like oh this is like like i'm really interrupting their personal time <laughs> it's very very interesting right again they're nervous so make them feel at ease then as we said before do you have like some water to offer them you know is it a personalized bottle water is it flavored water over to the side you know i always like to say when people are coming in can i offer you some water and it just makes them feel they're like oh yeah and sometimes they're like oh sure i would actually get the water for them I used to work for Dr. Dennis Gross, dermatologist, and he had a skincare line that I would travel around and train spas. And one of the spa accounts that he had was the Ritz-Carlton. And the interesting thing about the Ritz-Carlton is when you come in, you kind of learn about the company culture, right? For this luxurious high-end hotel, right? And one of the things that they say is, don't just point people to the restroom, take them to the restroom. Right, because even if you say, oh, it's down the hall to the right, people kind of like, oh, okay. And then they get there and they're like, wait, did she say right, left? I don't know where I'm going. Where if you can take them, it's just that next level of service, right? And that's what the Ritz Carlton would always do. They would have this like next level of service. So I think the same thing is true in our own business. If we can say, instead of just saying, oh, the water is here, help yourself, and say, can I get you a cup of water or can I offer you water? You know, these little touches 
Yes, they take a little bit of extra energy, but this is the difference between a good and a great service, right? This is the difference between somebody being like, wow, yeah, I got a great facial, but I really felt taken care of there, right? If you've ever heard of, there's like people say that one of the great things to help people to really help foster a bond is to help people feel seen, heard, and known. If they feel like you know them, which we'll talk about client notes in just a moment. So offering them, you know, a water, anything like that would be nice. It doesn't have to be that expensive. Water is free basically, but you could do the little bottled water. Obviously you could do the setup and do, you know, flavored water. I used to work at the Cooper spa and we used to always have like cucumber water. And then we'd also have like lemon water. So we had like two variations for them because some people don't like cucumber in their water. So just know, I always thought it was refreshing. Okay. I digress. So then the next thing is like, what are the scents? What are the, like, we're thinking about their senses when they walk in. So first they want to know that they're in the right spot. Then they're going to sit down, right? Usually they'll like say, okay, just a moment. And they're going to have a seat in the lobby and they're going to take in the environment. They're going to look around. Does it feel chaotic? And maybe that's your vibe. Maybe your vibe is like edgy, energy, fun. It doesn't all have to be the same. I think really finding your brand vibe is so important. Or does it feel calm and relaxing? Does it feel like it's curated and custom? Not generic like everybody else has, but like really feels like a nice experience. Think about that. Think about what they're seeing. Think about what's around them. Then the next thing is to think about what they're smelling, right? I love to have like a custom scent. Now, here's where I'll give a little caveat. If you are doing more medical treatments, like if your vibe is more like medical facials, things like that, make sure you have a very clean scent, like minimal scent and clean scent or no scent at all. Because some people are very sensitive to scents and they almost like, it could be like a turnoff. I know a lot of people love patchouli. Personally, just me, don't attack me. I don't like it. I don't like the scent of patchouli, right? So that's just me. I know people love patchouli. And for some reason it just, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't like it. I, I smell it. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it made me think about this the other day. There was a friend of my husband's friend. He loved patchouli and he was like wearing it strong. And I was just like, I had to like keep my distance from him. But anyways, it's just a personal thing. Right. And then, but think about that for your clients too. Right. Some people love certain scents and other people don't. So think about if you have a signature scent, maybe it's a candle or some incense that you have and that is always, you know, the scent that's around your spa or your room. What also would be fantastic is if you, you know, this is next level, a little bit more investment, but if you sold that, so if they liked it and they were like, oh, this is so like refreshing. It's so clean. It's so whatever it is, right. Then they might want to buy that. Maybe it's a citrus. Maybe it's like that fabric softener scent is like a different type of scent, right? I really actually can't stand fabric softener, but my husband loves it. <laughs> Anyways, this is too much personal information. So think about the sense that they're smelling. It's interesting how sense of smell will affect us, right? Like for example, they've done studies where sense of like pine and cinnamon and things like that kind of evoke the holidays. And since we think about that during the holiday season, and so sometimes like 
places will have things like that, right? To make you think of the holidays, or like you probably heard of realtors will have either a candle burning of like a cookie scent, or they will have actually fresh baked cookies, right? Because when people come into an open house, that makes them feel like it's homey. It feels inviting. So think about a scent that you have. You could change it for the holidays, but what I would really love is for you to have, think about how scents can change your mood. Think about the music that's on, right? This is the same reason, as I was saying before, that stores play holiday music, right? Because they know it puts people in a shopping mood. It reminds people, oh, the holidays are coming. Do you, have you bought your gifts? So they start playing that holiday music now, like, in October this last year, like in 2022, I'm not even kidding. I was like, it is not even Halloween yet. And they are playing Christmas music. <laughs> so they're doing it earlier and earlier, but we know that like, you know, the sounds put people in a mood. So is that again, is that relaxing? Is it upbeat for me? And I hear a lot of artists say this, like beauty professionals are like, I can't listen to that same you know, music track. So they'll, they'll put in their own earbuds. And I did that. So I had my own playlist that I listened to, or I would have my own music. And then I would invite people to, I would remind them, bring your earbuds if you want to listen to something while we're doing the service. So that's what I would tell people. Okay. But this isn't really important. So that's kind of like the sense, the visuals, everything that's around them, what they're hearing. Think about your senses, right? Even the couch is it comfortable like the lobby chair all of those things right is that comfortable is it relaxing that type of thing okay now here's what i think is super super important when the client comes in we have that proper communication and we set expectations so i'm always very friendly with my clients like i hug them i keep it professional but i'm also very friendly with them but the first thing i always say to them is First, let's talk about business, and then you can tell me about your life, like the update and give me the update, you know, and if you feel like talking, you might just feel like you want to just relax. Okay. But the first thing I want to know is I set that expectation that you are here for your service. And so I want to know, did you like the results last time? Is there anything you want to change? Like I make it very clear. And again, maybe also because I had that experience with that hairstylist where I felt like we just got into chatting and I could never tell her, well, you know, last time I kind of wanted to do this or I might want to want to change this this time. Like I felt like I couldn't say anything. And I think a lot of people are like that. Like we don't want to rock the boat. And so they might not tell you that, okay, they didn't like the way that lash mapping worked or looked last time, or it felt too full or it felt too heavy on their eyes, or they want to go a little bit shorter, or a little bit longer because they have an event coming up or, you know, for facials, they might tell you, you know, okay, I'm going away on a holiday and it's going to be a sunny location. So I don't want to do the vitamin A that might make me a little bit sensitive. I want to do a lot of vitamin C, right? Like, or whatever it is, or I'm going snow skiing and it's going to be dry. So I want to do a lot of deep hydration this time. And I don't want to do a peel, like whatever it is. I always want to say like what are your expectations what are you wanting maybe they want a little softer hair stroke on the front of their eyebrows like for permanent makeup i talk about the business first what are your expectations i want to listen to the client and then i always say and then i want to hear about what's going on in your life if you want to share 
And so I let them lead the conversation. I don't try to ask them a lot of questions. I know some people do. I don't, because I, I recognize that some people just want to sleep and some people just want to relax or some people have a lot on their mind and other people want to talk. And so I let them go whatever direction, right? I mean, I say that to them, don't feel like you have to talk to entertain me. This is your appointment. You do you and you do what feels right for you. Okay. So I always say that the other thing is, yeah, give, just give them the opportunity to say what's on their mind so that they're not thinking the whole time. Like, Oh, I never got to tell her this. Right. And so they might leave happy with you because they like you, but overall they're not happy with their experience. Super important. We're talking about the client experience. Then I would also not hype up the procedure during the procedure. So I'm going to kind of use a little story here. So again, I'm going to use a personal story. So I went to have my lashes done and the lash artist was really, really nice, very kind. The whole time she's like, this is great. You're going to love this. This looks amazing. Like she's really like hyping it up. Right. And I'm thinking these are going to be like the most amazing lashes that I've ever had. So I wasn't asking like, how is it looking or anything like that? I was just like, you know, just sitting there and she was just really kind of, I think she thought she was reassuring me. So I really think it comes from a good place. I think she thought she was reassuring me. And then when I sat up and I looked in the mirror, I was just like, okay. And again, she was like, so what do you think? And I didn't want to disappoint her because she was so happy with the work, but I really wanted to add like a little bit more like volume, like right in the middle and not towards the ends, but just right in the middle. Anyways, it was just one of those things that I thought, hmm, okay, because she had kind of hyped it up the whole time, right? Now, I've also been on the other side of that, right? As the artist, as a beauty professional, where somebody's asking, how's it going? How's it looking? Because they are anxious. And so there's a fine line in like calming their nerves where they're like, how's it going? Or how's it looking? And so you want to be like, yeah, it's good. So you don't want to seem like, ah, yeah. Like you want to reassure them, but don't overhype, right? Reassure, but don't overhype. I think that is the key. Okay. So we're talking about client retention. We're talking about the overall customer journey, thinking about their journey from the beginning, the middle, like when they're actually at your place and then after, like what is that whole experience from when they first come into contact with your brand, even on your website to actually coming into your office to having the service. Now there's also things that you can do, which I think are extra. And obviously if you're on a budget, sometimes you have to cut some corners, but I feel like these little extras go a long way. Just like the little bottles of water and refreshment, it might just cost you a little bit extra, but it goes a long way. So I think most of us in the beauty industry have like an aftercare, right? Maybe it's an aftercare kit. Maybe you sell them an aftercare. I think that's really important to not only you know, the business, but also maintaining the integrity of the service to just overall customer service, you know, all of those things, but little extras like fuzzy socks, you know, those super, super soft fuzzy socks that you can get, you can get them at the dollar store. You can get them 
Again, it's going to be a, a larger order, so it's a little bit more of an investment upfront. But I think if your business is, if you're doing consistent clients and you can really, you know, starting to really move into a different stage of your business where you're really wanting to build more of a brand, it makes sense to have this investment. Maybe not when you're starting, but along the way you can invest in this. And this would be going to like Alibaba or what is it, DHgate or something where you can buy instead of them being like a dollar for the socks. I think they come out to like 25 cents for a pair of socks and these really fuzzy socks. And they're, it's just so nice, right? Especially because a lot of people do want to kick off their shoes and it just keeps their feet warm. I guess also because I'm the type of person where my feet and hands are always cold, like warm heart, cold hands. That's what I say. <laughs> um, I have a, maybe it's a circulation problem, but that's what I say. It's like, I'm also the type of person that I'd like a blanket. So do you have something? And again, if you're doing like permanent makeup, you might have to put a cover over that blanket, like a disposable cover for sanitation reasons, right? Or it, does everybody get a new blanket? Hopefully everybody gets a new blanket and you put a cover over it for sanitation reasons because, well, you know, for permanent makeup because of bloodborne pathogens, right? Because we are opening up the skin. But for estheticians that are not opening up the skin, for lash artists, do you have a warm blanket and a knee bolster? That always helps the back and make sure you're offering that before you sit in the chair. Like, can I get you a blanket or a knee bolster? I just automatically would always put a knee bolster under everybody because usually they'd be like, oh yeah, that's so nice. Even if they don't ask for it and then the blanket, they can kick it off if they're hot. But a lot of times if you ask and you're already sitting down again, they don't want to bother you. So they'll be like, no, I'm okay, but they really want it. Right. And so it just the difference between like sitting there because I've done this, too, where I'm like, no, I'm fine versus and then I'll just sit there kind of cold and uncomfortable versus if I would have just been cozy, my overall feeling of the experience would have gone up. Right. Also, I think like little things like offering them a mint, right, a mint, maybe before their service or after their service. I do not like people having a mint while I'm doing the service because they're leaning back, right? They're laying down on my table and I'm worried about a choking hazard. <laughs> Maybe that is the mom in me that I'm like, you know, don't laugh while you're eating or because I'm also because I've had experiences where my both of my girls have choking and like turn blue and like really serious choking things. So I'm always nervous about things like that. So I wouldn't want them to have the mint while they're leaning back during the service. No. I know it is. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But after the service, I would offer them a mint or maybe like before the service, if there was enough time, especially if it was like those like dissolving mints, um, what are they called? Like pillow mints, always have them individually wrapped. People don't like, you know, when people can grab in the bowl, I don't, I'm one of those people. Like I don't, I don't want to take a mint that I feel like everybody else has touched and who knows if they wash their hands, that might be a little OCD of me, but I just don't want it. But do you have like mints? Do you have like fuzzy socks? Do you have, you know, some people have little eye masks or things that they give them after, you know, the treatment to take home with them, like a little, like just a little welcome bag or a little thank you bag. Like just the little things, again, the little things make the difference between good and great. And overall your experience, how they feel when they're leaving. Like, are they wanting to say like, man, I just had my lashes done, but I gotta tell you, like. I felt so pampered. I felt like so taken care of, like it was so great, right? Versus just like, yeah, my lashes look good, right? 
and just think about the experience. Now, the last thing that I would say, and I have more notes, but I'm going to save it for another time. But I think the really important thing is, remember I said listening to the client, right? Listening to the client and taking personal notes, taking personal notes on what they say to you. The personal notes are things like, do they say they're going on a holiday or a vacation, right? And then for me, what we would do, and it depends on where you live and the rules. So we were not able to write personal notes in their chart. I think it has to do with like something like the the chart has to be like more on the medical side or that's just what I was told. Like, do not put personal notes in there because if there was ever an issue and it went to insurance, they would have to take your notes. So I always did notes on like little post-its. You know, I love my post-its. And so the post-it notes, I would say like a wedding coming up, a grandbaby on the way has whatever it is. And then when they would come in, I would say, hey, did your daughter have the baby? Was it a girl or a boy? Or, you know, I'd I'd ask them about it, right? And then I would take that post-it note. And then if it no longer was relevant, I would throw that away and I'd put a new post-it note. So I had a new thing to talk to them about, right? Each time it, again, it just made them feel known and like, you know, how was your vacation? That type of thing, right? So think about those things. I also think in terms of marketing, we always hear about like existing clients will say, oh, they do things for the new clients. They have discounts or specials for the new clients, but they don't have anything for their existing clients. People get really frustrated by that. So do you have like a little frequent visitor card, right? That is going to reward them for when they leave reviews, that is going to reward them if they refer somebody, it's going to reward them for coming in in a timely manner right? Is going to reward them for booking their next appointment before they leave, right? If you really want to make sure you are keeping your client retention and appointments, don't let them say, oh, I'll just call. I would say, look, you know, my calendar is filling up. I want to make sure I'm able to see you. Let's put you down. I'll call you a few weeks ahead of time to remind you and see if it still works out. If not, you can cancel then, but I want to make sure you have your appointment and schedule that appointment right then because a bird in the hand, right? We've all heard it. You want to make sure they give that appointment. I know one of my mastermind students here, he would also offer an incentive for he did permanent makeup. So he would say, if you book your yearly color boost now, you get a $25 discount right? It's so smart. Make sure they are scheduled. And then when you're calling them and reminding them of their appointment, you know, two to three weeks ahead of time, they're like, okay, great. And they're ready to come in or they reschedule and you put somebody else there. But either way, we have to be proactive in our business. This is our business, right? Don't expect the client to always remember. Don't expect them to do the work. We want to make sure that we are taking care of them. And because they're an existing client, there's a little special for them, right? It's a little way of taking care of them. Like I said, that frequent visitor card or that bonus card or the discount or whatever it is, it makes them feel special. It makes them feel seen, right? So I think rewarding them for being a client is really important. And we can talk about, again, the things like the temperature in the room, the lighting, anything that, again, paying attention to all of those things to make sure it's an inviting or peaceful atmosphere or fun atmosphere, if that's your vibe. When you think about the overall customer experience, 
take these little notes. I think I'll do again, like I said, well, there's some more notes that I'm not going to be able to get to because there's so much I want to talk to and I want to keep this short. But think about educating your client. Think about the environment. Think about everything that is around them, making it easy. We're going to talk about following up because, you know, you should a little personal message or something like that to follow up with them. Again, makes them feel like it's just next level service, right? Next level service. And so think about your customer journey before with your marketing, but also your overall customer experience when they are with you. Okay. So, so good. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for being here. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the beauty marketing simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.